Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Frugality, thrift, and free enterprise were some of the watchwords that marked the beginning years of the United States. Locally, John Holbrook personified these traits and was instrumental in the early development of Brattleboro's economy. In 1761, Holbrook was born in Weymouth, Massachusetts, a town a little south of Boston. His family was loyal to Great Britain. During his teen years, British officers stationed near Dorchester Heights taught young Holbrook how to survey land. At the end of the American Revolution, John Holbrook moved to newly settled Newfane, Vermont to work for Luke Knowlton. Knowlton was one of the first settlers of Newfane and was a local government official. He had Holbrook survey much of the town. When Holbrook was 25, he married Knowlton's daughter, Sarah. Holbrook opened a small general store on Newfane Hill. He took locally grown produce and handmade goods on pack horses along the West River to Brattleboro. From there, he followed another trail to Greenfield, Massachusetts, where he exchanged his items for dry goods and groceries. He would pack these items back to Newfane and sell them in his store. In 1794, Holbrook moved his family to Brattleboro. He purchased a mill and general store where the Whetstone Brook and the Connecticut River meet. Holbrook entered into partnership with two wholesalers, one from Hartford, Connecticut, and the other from New York City. The wholesalers provided stock for the store while Holbrook operated the Brattleboro business. Meanwhile, during the 1790s, the Upper Connecticut River was opened as a significant trade route. This lowered shipping expenses and increased the type of goods that could be shipped from one place to another. Before the 1790s, trade ships could travel up the river as far as Hartford, but various falls above the growing city made the river unpassable. In 1795, the South Hadley Canal was completed, and in 1798, a canal at Turner's Falls was also finished. This meant goods could travel by flat boat back and forth from Barbo to Hartford, and could then be transferred to larger ships that could sail anywhere in the world. According to an 1830 publication reviewing the economic development of the Connecticut River, the most profitable period of river trade north of Hartford began after 1790, and it reached its height around 1805. During this period, there were reports that shipping goods by land was four times as expensive as shipping by river. After 1805, there was a gradual decline in trade profits because of increased competition between growing numbers of Connecticut River boating firms. In 1797, John Holbrook brought out his two business partners and went into the flatboat business. He owned the first and largest flatboats that carried goods to and from Hartford. Holbrook expanded the building that housed his family residence in store to include a warehouse. This building would later become the American House. Holbrook became a wholesaler for the West River and Upper Connecticut River Valley. Records indicate he entered into partnerships with general store owners in Wardsboro, Townsend, Dummerston, Newfane, and Chesterfield. John Holbrook was not just a major flatboat owner and wholesaler of goods for other stores. He continued to operate his general store at the bottom of Main Street and also owned a feedlot and slaughterhouse on the island between Brattleboro and Hinsdale. He was also a partner in local hide tanning business and director of the toll bridge across the Connecticut River Island that connected Brattleboro to Hinsdale. The bridge connected the turnpike systems leading to Boston and Albany. This meant he would profit from the growing east-west land trade as well.
At this time, there was no bank in Brattleboro. Much of the trade between people and businesses was done on the barter system. As Holbrook's business grew, he became one of the first to bring banknotes to the area and introduce them as a means of trade. Businessmen with little capital turned to Holbrook for financial resources and partnerships. Many businesses, like the tannery, manufacturers, and general stores in nearby towns, were financed by Holbrook and operated by others. Holbrook did not just ship goods from Hartford to Brattleboro. He also entered into many contracts with local farmers and businesses to procure goods to ship as far south as the West Indies. His partnerships with various wholesalers in the Hartford area allowed him to participate in trade up and down the Atlantic seaboard and into the Caribbean. The first Brattleboro newspaper was Benjamin Smead's Federal Galaxy. It operated from 1797 to 1803. In 1803, William Fessenden's reporter newspaper began to publish. From those publications, we can get an idea of the significant impact Holbrook had on the local economy. In 1797, Holbrook brought out his general store partners and formed his own relationships with the Hartford wholesalers. In 1798, he began selling goods in his Brattleboro store from as far away as the West Indies. His flatboat, the Dispatched, arrived in the spring with brandy, rum, sugar, salt, brown sugar, molasses, tobacco, rice, pepper, port wine, cotton, and raisins. These were products from the European slave colonies in the West Indies and slave plantations in the United States. In return, Holbrook shipped cheese, butter, flax, wheat, rye, beans, leather, flour, and corn to Hartford. Holbrook also salted meat from his slaughterhouse, loaded into barrels, and shipped the barrels to the West Indies. The slave islands were so focused on production of the most profitable crops like sugar, salt, cotton, and tobacco that they did not grow food for the people they had forced into slavery. Instead, the slave islands imported food from New England. Here is a notice placed in the Federal Galaxy from October 1800. John Holbrook wishes to inform all those who have contracted to pay him in beef cattle this autumn that he is now ready to receive them. And all who are indebted are now requested to make immediate payment. Any kind of produce will be received if brought before the river closes. John Holbrook imported goods that could not be efficiently produced in New England and exported produce and salted meats to slave plantations in the southern United States and slave islands in the West Indies. His strategy was to control as much of the supply chain as possible, meet market demands, and provide items of a consistent quality. As the years went on, Holbrook was the most successful entrepreneur in the area. He had his hand in many regional businesses. International tensions between the United States, Great Britain, and France brought about a trade embargo in 1807. The embargo cut into Holbrook's trade with the slave islands, and his profits suffered. Always looking for an opportunity, Holbrook sold many of his local business interests in 1810 and moved to Warehouse Point in Hartford, Connecticut. He planned to become more involved in wholesaling, investments, and regional banking. An examination of local newspapers shows that stores not owned by Holbrook also sold slave-produced goods in the area. However, it seems that Holbrook was the most successful at this long-distance trade. While slavery in Vermont was illegal, the profits gained from selling goods from the slave islands in the West Indies and the southern slave state plantations fueled investment in other local businesses and helped create the early industry and manufacturing concerns of Brattleboro. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.